Why money ain't free? Why can't you just give it to me? I don't want to work for nobody. I'd rather keep doing me. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from Mariah Carey's Wonderland and my Black-owned home, I'm Doyen. <laughs> I forgot about the Wonderland. <laughs> and for a split second, I was about to say, again? And then I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I'm committed to the Wonderland. Yes. I'm so committed. Yes. <laughs> well, Doyen, what's going on? I might say, ask me what's going on. I was about to say, you got exciting news for us. Uh, Y'all, Lord, I finally closed on my condo this past Friday, and I am absolutely stoked. (laughs) Let's do a round of applause, man. Let's do a round of applause, and let's give the praise. (laughs) Yeah. Because we need to do it all. It's been a process. And the funny thing about it was I was telling my friend about how, like, at first I was like, yes, I own this home now. Then I was like, oh, I have to worry about all the things that could go wrong. I was like, no, I'm going to celebrate the fuck out of myself. Yes. I'm a 33-year-old single woman, and I own my own home. (laughs) So I am in celebration mode until something breaks, and then we're probably going to melt. But... I don't even care yet. I am going to celebrate this shit. Enjoy (laughs) your home. Enjoy your home. Well, what else you got going on there? Um, I definitely watched this year of Mariah Carey's um, Christmas program. (laughs) And poor Chris and Becca, I was just like fangirling in their comments. (laughs) Like in their group text by myself. (laughs) I was just having I was about to say, I don't even remember this. Uh, when was it when did it air it was just a I don't even know when it aired I just finally sat down and watched it but also oh. like Kirk Franklin showed up in his oh okay it was, okay I saw it like the, the next day like I saw your your text on Kirk Franklin and I was like you know what I don't want to picture Kirk Franklin right now <laughs> yeah in his best red Christmas blouse it was great it was not it was a blouse it was a jacket it was asymmetrical but it was just like, yes, Kirk. <laughs> Not the asymmetrical jackets from the boutique. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did it. <gasps> and then she had like choirs popping out. She really, truthfully, I think she sang like two and a half songs. But I was like, I don't even care. <laughs> I didn't even care. I mean, she's Mariah Carey. <laughs> she is Mariah Carey. Um, what did I? I started watching um, and just like that. Mm-hmm. I, I finally <laughs> I sat down and watched it too. Did you? I did. Um, did you watch Sex in the City? Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. So, so I was a huge fan of Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Watching it again as adult, I saw that they had a lot of misses from the race perspective, and I feel like this show they tried to make up for that, and it just got worse. <laughs> I I tend to have a different take on that kind of stuff than most people. But yeah, um, I don't know. I'm gonna give it another couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just... in the first episode, I was really annoyed, but then I kept reminding myself. Of course, this is two different things. Even mm-hmm. though sex, is, well, this isn't Sex in the City. 
what is the name of it now? Because I keep calling it Sex in the City. And that happened. And just like that. And just like that. So <laughs> I keep trying to remind myself. I When Will and Grace came back, I gave them a lot of grace. <laughs> mm-hmm. That first episode, they they just attacked all the questions you would have and got everything out mm-hmm. of the way. Yeah. And I was fine with it. For some reason, it annoyed me with them, with Sex and the City Girls. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it, igno- it annoyed me with them. But I I was like, okay, I get it. And then, like, I didn't like the way they handled... I didn't like the way they handled the Samantha thing, as in I felt like it was just too much in my face. Like, mm-hmm. we could have known that there was an issue, but mm-hmm. I feel like they should have given the whole season for us to figure, find out what it was. Like, it was just so much. It was just so much. Yeah. They were trying to do yeah. a lot. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I did find it interesting how, like, they did show it as, like, coming back from COVID, which I, at this point in my life, I don't believe we're coming back. <laughs> well, you but know, hey, but that's how maybe. people are acting, so. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming the show is, like, years in the future. Uh, I No, people probably... are acting right now like we're not oh, dealing I know. with the new. So, yeah, yeah, so it didn't even have yeah. to be years in the future. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, it was just some things like I was just like, oh, like Miranda's a Karen, and she she thinks she's not, <laughs> but she is, and yeah. so she's like grappling with that, and hopefully she'll come out better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's one of the funniest thing about it. It and was funny. I watched it on 4K, and I was like, did they age this woman? Like. Is this how they look? Like, I was very confused. I'm like, they're only supposed to be in their fifties. Like, what's happening? They looked, so. they looked fine to me. Well, everybody aged okay to me. I mean, they aged a lot, but mm-hmm. also they were older than. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were older during Sex in the City than than the characters they were portraying, and everybody but, aged okay mm-hmm. except for. It's just that Charlotte's done a lot to her face, and I just yeah. wish she hadn't done that. But also, mm-hmm. I'm I, show show aging women like that's fine. Yeah. And and you know, let's let's be let's be um honest. <clears throat> Some people do not age. <laughs> Black <laughs> like don't crack. Do. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, let's say I like they're like they're like fifty, and I'm like, <laughs> listen, <laughs> like, listen. Like my mom doesn't even look like that. She's listen, I have I have some classmates. <laughs> who are not of my same complexion that I saw recently. And I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> like somebody had to yeah. tell me who they were. Cause I'm like, mm. ain't no way. <laughs> yeah. I, I grappled very hard with that. Cause I was like, are they doing this on purpose? Or like, <laughs> is it my TV? It's just showing everything. Like, I don't know. I just, I had a hard time. But even like when the show was happening. They were in their thirties and they looked like grown women. Yeah. They were in their <laughs> compared 30s. to like what I look like in my thirties. Yeah. 30s. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you're right. Blackest does not crackest. That's all I'm uh, saying. I mean <laughs> I and I and I sincerely mean that when I say I really think everybody aged fine except mm-hmm. Charlotte just did too much to her face. Like Yeah lip work is awful. It, it, her whole face, it don't move. <laughs> it's, like, it's like she went overboard on the Botox and the fillers. Yeah. Like, overboard. 
And I try to like give her a lot of grace because um, I realize I am a Charlotte <laughs> to some extent, but she annoyed me in the show already. <laughs> Anyways, um, but there are some hilarious memes I have to send you about it because it's just funny. Um, she, annoyed, she annoyed me a little bit because I'm like that too, except I recognize it, so I stay away. Like if I know that I have a friend in need and and mm-hmm. that but I know that I'm not going to be able to get myself together and quit crying to be there for them then mm-hmm. I will just send a message send some flowers send some food you know <laughs> but I personally will cuz I'm not going to make it any better <laughs> yeah I wanted to send her last week's episode of the podcast like <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I just wanted to so bad right. um yeah, so, you know, I think also, you know, what I watched in Sex and the City as a child or as a younger woman, I gave them a lot more grace than I do now because I'm just a cranky old young woman. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, I started a street next door. Um, I need to Because start I have to watch everything with Will Ferrell in it. Yes. I just have to. And that's okay. And, uh, that makes you a yeah. good person. <laughs> Yeah, and then Paul Rudd's okay. Like, I'm willing to do that. And then uh, my coworker made me, or actually her mom made the Ted Lasso shortbread for Christmas. I ate all of that shit. Is there a recipe? I I need it. Yeah, I have a recipe. Send it to me. Yes. Yes. See, see, Shonda, I actually do take recipes and make things. Hmm. I'm just saying (laughs) that Ted Lasso, like, wholeheartedly brought shortbread back to america in a way that it has not <laughs> listen like, yes. i am telling you from the very first episode or the very first episode that she took a bite i said i bet you money he made it himself like i knew it i knew it to get that skinny ass white woman mm-hmm. to eat cookies every morning mm-hmm. i was like that shit had to be good <laughs> that is made with love okay you can't buy that at the store <laughs> Alrighty, so what have you been up to? Where you been drinking? So tonight, I'm back on my ginger beer kick, and I am drinking a Southern Mule. Mm. So that is just uh, a little Southern Comfort ginger mm. beer and a splash of lime, and yes. it is delicious. <laughs> I haven't had SoCo in so long. Me either. And I forgot. So let me tell you, I forgot that I could just buy the SoCo. So. <laughs> Because you know they have the SoCo with lime. So, mm-hmm. okay, let me tell you what I do. This is how my brain works. Let's just accept it. When I buy Southern Comfort, I call it Southern Comfort. When I buy the Southern Comfort with lime, I call it SoCo. Don't ask mm-hmm. me why I do that. It's just what I do. <laughs> Speaking of, I forgot to tell you what I was drinking. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. What are you drinking? <laughs> Okay, so in honor of my sister, who loves Christmas but pretends that she doesn't love Christmas, I am uh, drinking a drink called the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> and I told her she showed me, because she keeps complaining about her coworkers <laughs> and their Christmas cheer, and I was like, I'm making a drink in honor of you tonight. So, <laughs> what, What's in it? I mean, it looks delightful. It looks cheery. It is Midori. And it's white rum, which I haven't drank white rum in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then some Sprite. So 
You know, I bought a little thing of white rum and then I bought like aged rum just to make up for the fact that I bought a little <laughs> thing of Bacardi. So <laughs> it looks like festive because you're drinking it now because it's green, yeah. guys, of course, with the Maduri, but it looks festive now. But if you drink it during Halloween, it looks like a potion. So yeah. <laughs> it goes, pocus, pocus. It goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quick question. Do you find, do you consider the Harry Potter movies to be Halloween movies or Christmas movies? Neither. It's whole year movies. <sighs> yes, they're whole year movies, but Doyen, pick from the choices. <laughs> I enjoy the Christmas moments. Do you consider them Halloween movies or Christmas movies? Why would it be a Halloween movie? <laughs> this was a Twitter poll. they're witches? This was a Twitter <laughs> poll. And I was like, they're hands down Christmas movies. I've never, I've never considered them to be anything other than Christmas movies. Okay, so I accept a lot of movies that have Christmas in it as Christmas movies. Like Home Alone is a Christmas movie, so I will Home say Alone's Harry Potter is a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> if Which, Christmas happens way, in the movie, to me, it's a Christmas. Then it's movie. a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was binging Harry Potter last weekend, and I realized I mentally blocked everything after the third movie. Like, that Triwizard Tournament stressed me out. Yes! <laughs> I also realized... And it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> I, and I also realized that I cannot call facts from the movie as mm-hmm. readily as I can from the books. So some things mm-hmm. that were movie-specific, mm-hmm. like, I don't know who he looking at. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what was yeah. in that scene. I don't remember. And mind you, anytime a Harry Potter marathon is on... My TV is on it, but I'm not sitting there, you know, taking them all in. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That Um, yes, that Hogwarts tournament has been kicking my. I've been pretty good, and then like I think I got full of myself, (laughs) and then it just started going downhill. (laughs) No, so like I was watching with like Jay hasn't seen them, so we're watching back to back. And, of course, you remember that podcast I listened to that made me hate Dumbledore. And so now I'm watching it, like, side-eyeing all the fucking shit that he's done. <laughs> and I think it's weird that they don't have, like, teacher-student relationships. So Dumbledore would be like, here's a plan to defeat, you know, Voldemort. And I'm like, maybe you shouldn't talk to children about this. Um, McGonagall will be telling them all the business. I'm like, y'all have weird relationships with these that kids. Was these kids be issue, kids. That was my <laughs> issue from the very beginning. Nobody had convinced me to not like Dumbledore because I'm like, every semester these children face near death. Who is right. supervising the children? And like, is Lucius Malfoy just wants to give Harry the smoke. He don't even care. Like, they got like a 30-year age difference. And he's like, fuck that kid. And I'm like, what? I don't and understand. And other adults know that he's ready to give Harry the business. And they still give him access to Harry. It's like, right. who protected but the kids? His roller wrap is everything. I'm just saying. <laughs> Lucius. That's how I say his name. <laughs> and then I remember how much I hated uh, Dolores. Oh, God. <laughs> as soon as I saw her face, I was just cussing the whole movie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. bitch. <laughs> Well, I don't have anything else to discuss from my week, so. 
apparently I just been staring at a TV for two weeks. It's okay. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's move along to our current events. Speaking of staring on TV for too too long, I watched again <laughs> Mariah Carey's special. And her gown was everything. I was like, I cannot wait till she and her fashion over makes me my fake version to wear. But it took six grown men to carry the train of her gold embellished dress that she wore. Um, it's about 60 pounds and it took 250 hours to be. And so like she would just show up and she would get ready to move. And these beautiful men in tuxedos would pick up her dress and she'd be able to walk. And so it's funny after all the performance and stuff like that, she goes to talk to like the host and they show up move her then they walk away they bring rock and roll she has a conversation and they show up again and help move her <laughs> listen did you expect anything <laughs> less i mean no it's mariah and she's somebody lorraine i think was the host maybe somebody but they asked carrie if she always has a half a dozen men helping her get around to which she replies, sometimes it's five, sometimes it's six. It depends on the beating. No. And <laughs> I was just like, I love her so much. Like, <laughs> and I, I realized, like, now my fave Beyonce's hated. My other favorite Carrie is more hated. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> because... <laughs> I just love I just love that energy out of her. <laughs> People hate Mariah Carey? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with them. They need Jesus. But I'm just like, what, how? Like, you know, she, I know she's extra, but that's what we love about her. Yeah. <laughs> and she deserves. Way, yes. Okay, so next up. Um, this makes me nervous. But it also makes me nervous because A, I bought a vacuum mop situation, robot vacuum mop situation, and it keeps running into shit. And I'm like, you're dumb as shit. So I don't know if I want robots taking over the world, but <laughs> she keeps getting stuck on stuff. But the world's first living robots are now able to reproduce according to recent scientific findings. And I just feel like there has to be a movie out there that um, affirms our fear of robots reproducing. But here we are. <laughs> the Xenobots that are the first living robots now have the ability to reproduce in a way that is not seen in either plants or animals. So they were created from the stem cells of the African clawed frog that measure less than a millimeter wide, but they can move, they can work together in groups and heal themselves, and nobody expected them to reproduce. But that yeah, they just realized they can reconnect and they're like hey uh they were like astounded by it and they're like frogs have a way of reproducing that that you normally use but when you liberate the cells from you know the embryo and you give them a chance to figure it out they didn't expect for them to reproduce whichever way i don't like it <laughs> squash it yeah <laughs> i really broke my brain trying to figure this out and I probably am worried about the wrong thing because I'm sure the most important takeaway is that this robot has figured out how to reproduce but so why is it considered living is it is it a sentient being 
And if it is sentient, then why are you calling it a robot? Like, this is where my brain kept going back and forth. <laughs> because I can see that. how do you establish that something is living? And so it's like, I'm going to stop now. It's like, I'm just going to stop now because. Yeah, I, I get it. Science is great. However, Jurassic Park alone taught me that maybe we shouldn't fuck with science. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was just like, yeah, like, they they come from cells, but I guess because they grew the cells outside of where the cells would grow, maybe that's why they call it a robot. I don't know. I just because don't like to that me, then that's just cloning. Because <laughs> yeah. I even, because there wasn't, or for me, when I looked at the article, there wasn't a picture. So I Googled this mm-hmm. to look at pictures. Mm-hmm. And I could have been looking at the wrong thing, but what I saw was mostly under petri dish dishes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just I, I I just said, you know what? Not today, sweet Jesus, and closed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely fair. <laughs> okay, so one of these days, in addition to our other book club responsibilities, we're gonna have a podcast <laughs> book club. Just saying, it's gonna have to happen. So, Janelle Monet announced a new book based on her hit album, Dirty Computer. And I, this year, I really got into, like, Afrofuturism. When Black people touch, like, science fiction, it is just next level. I love it. But um, she's creating, Janelle Monet is creating a new collection of short stories based on her hit album, Dirty Computer. And it's going to be called The Memory Librarian. And other stories from Dirty Computer. So again, sci-fi and Afrofuturism also appeals to her. And she says she's nurtured it has nurtured her imagination for many moons. And I'm just like, I want to get into your brain brain, Janelle. I want to know like where your brain goes for fun. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I cannot fucking wait. I am going to fucking read this book. Yeah. And maybe make our book club read it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not huge into science fiction, but I do find myself really enjoying Afro Afrofuturism stories. So, yeah, yeah, I read so by read I mean listen to so much Octavia Butler this year that I'm just like, yeah, regular science fiction. I don't think I'm. I don't know if I've read any, but I love Afrofuturism. It is yeah. Well, and part of that, so I think I discovered that what I like about fantasy um, mm-hmm. is I like the lore. That's what I really love. I love the backstory. And mm-hmm. in a lot of science fiction, you don't necessarily get a lot of that. Now, they do have soft sci-fi, which is mm-hmm. more lore-driven, and I mm-hmm. love that. That's what I love, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think definitely with Octavia, also Nettie Okorafor, I think it is a mix okay. of like the sci-fi, but also the lore and the culture and the stories they bring with it. Read Octavia Butler. And we're going to read Janelle. That's all. I started reading, well, the Binti series and the one that starts with Who Fears Death. Those are two separate series, right? Yeah. So I started the one that uh, starts with Who Fears Death because... Um, George R. R. Martin helped her secure an HBO deal, and he's supposed to be mm-hmm. helping her with the screenplay for it. So, yeah, 
I don't know when it's going to come to HBO, but at some point in time, it's supposed to. So I was like, ooh, let me start this because I want to be read up on it when it starts. (laughs) Alrighty. So uh, next up, uh, we pledge allegiance to Rihanna, (coughs) the hero of Barbados. (laughs) So uh, Rihanna was honored by her native Barbados as a national hero during ceremonies. Um, where they were celebrating Barbados as a republic. Um, Prime Minister Mia Motley paid tribute to the singer who was present at the event, saying, On behalf of a grateful nation, but an even prouder people, we therefore present to you the designee for National Hero of Barbados, Ambassador Robin Rihanna Fenty. I also will say, she's also my national hero. <laughs> Love her. And America. And, you just, you know, and it's, she said, man, you continue to shine like a diamond. And I was just like, oh, all the feelings. <laughs> it was so, I, like, loving. Like, it was... Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, like, all the love that she has for her nation as well as her nation has for her. Mm-hmm. It's just warm fuzzies. Also, I will tell y'all again, she deserves that billionaire status. If anything, for her lip color, that stays all fucking day. In fact, <laughs> stays a day and a half if you get drunk and fall asleep and forget to clean your lips. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Fenty, I mean, Robin is getting it. Like, I am so proud of her and all that she does. Um, I did see a meme that was like, she was like, I'm going to come out with the album soon, soon, soon. And somebody's like, um, if an islander ever tells you soon, 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 just go ahead and live your life. <laughs> Say, come That's right. But you know, I'm ready whenever she wants to. That's know? right. I mean, Anti was a really big album. Anti was what made me an out and uh, a fan. And so I understand that struggling. I would rather her wait and try to top that than like just put something out, just put it out. So I'm ready whenever she's ready. Yeah. Les? Oh, not Leslie. But I do want to have a Natasha Rothwell appreciation moment. So, um, Natasha Rothwell, much like, it's interesting because when I think about actors and actresses in our current stuff, I really feel like SNL is like Loki the Illuminati. Like, <laughs> that a lot of people have to go I mean... through that. And then they have so much success. Um, First, they have to go through the Laugh Factory. Then they have to go through SNL. Like, it's, I mean, you you really just sparked something there. Because I never really thought about it, but. It's so Illuminati. But at the same time, like, though SNL really is, like, a good kickoff point for a lot of people, it's really hard for Black people, Mm -hmm. especially Black women. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Natasha was talking about just how hard things were you know, through NSNL, but then when she joined Insecure, she had so much, like, growth and just imagination and stuff like that. To the point where, like, I think this season was the first season where she actually got to direct her own show. Mm-hmm. And I know our our cry has been the whole show is, like, we need more information about Kelly. Yes. She is great. Kelly's preguntas. <laughs> Yeah, she, she's great comedian relief, but we's like, we just want a whole show worth of Kelly. Like, we don't really, 
we don't even care about the rest of y'all because y'all stress us out. But Kelly got it. Like, Kelly might be doing some sketchy shit, but she still got it. Like, she still got it. And so I love that, you know, to wrap up the season, she, you know, really got to shine um, as a director, as an actress. She's just the best human. I still, it cracks me up how, like, they, like, her college accidentally killed her and she could not get over that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't blame her, listen. That's an existential crisis right there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was always in the background, so I don't think people... I don't know, because people know me and I don't even know them. That's my problem. Like, I just... <laughs> but yeah, I could see that's an existential crisis at any age, especially in your 30s when we don't really know who the fuck we are anyways. But um, definitely love Kelly. I mean, yeah, Kelly, also Natasha Rothwell. Um, I cannot wait to see where she goes after the show mm-hmm. because I will be watching. I will be yeah. following. She's got a lot of things coming coming up. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, lastly, for this podcast, I actually just skipped a forward person because I didn't really care about them. I want to talk about <laughs> Meg the Graduate. Yes, and man. I am so happy for her. I actually remember I was talking to somebody and they're like, well, she's a, you know, she's a star now. Why did she want to go to college? Why did she want to graduate? And I'm like, because that meant something to her. <laughs> you know, like she, you know, she was in college going through all this, you know, stuff. And she's still like, as a celebrity was like, I want to have this degree i want to have this yeah. knowledge yeah. so um i just and i have friends that like or i've seen pictures of her the people at graduation like she walked with everybody like she's I like i'm her. gonna walk and she wasn't like i'm not going don't take pictures with me she's like it's whatever come on <laughs> take these pictures mm-hmm. <laughs> but i was so proud of her and so happy for her and she said i know my parents are looking down on me so proud i know thank you everyone for all the love today and not to make this about me but also like even when it comes to my house like i know my dad's looking at me and i know he's proud and that's all i want yeah. is just to continue to make him proud yeah i'm not gonna cry <laughs> or i probably will my eyes go leak a little bit it'll be fine <laughs> but, uh i was just so happy for her and you know Get it, girl. Yes, I'm indeed. so proud of you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You saw her with TSU's 13th president. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm cutting, <laughs> I'm cutting that part out because her name will not be mentioned on the podcast that I participate in. This is probably true. Never mind. Cut it out. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Fake bitch. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but um just super happy for Meg and um her success. Like the fact that she's stuck to her dreams, even outside, like, yeah, she's a beautiful rapper and amazing person, but she's stuck to her like, you know, her original dreams of having that degree. And I'm really happy for her. Yeah. Yeah. It made me emotional to like Look at my little sister graduating. <laughs> right. Everybody at this point is just my little sister. Like, I have claimed uh-huh. all of y'all. Mm-hmm. I have claimed them all. 
Yeah, it really is niece because I have gone to the age when I am unofficial auntie. Yeah, yep. <laughs> to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take a break real quick, and we'll be right back. Alrighty. And we're back, and we're just going to move right on along to our someone something. Someone something. Alrighty, so um, I don't know if y'all know, but we're just two girls from Mississippi. That's right, <laughs> and so we love our Mississippi people. But um, so there is a documentary series called America Reframed, and it's co-production of World Channel and American Documentary Inc. But they're launching their 10th season with the world premiere of Fannie Lou Hamer's America, a portrait of the fearless Mississippi sharecropper turned human rights activist. Now, I have a great friends with somebody who's related to Fannie Lou Hamer, so I like to think that I'm a little bit related to her. I know, I, I do that too. I do that too. <laughs> Listen, six degrees of separation, that's all it takes. Yes. But, um... It will begin on PBS on Tuesday, February 22nd um, at 8 p.m. Central because I don't care about other time zones. Okay. <laughs> I know that's right. Does, right. And it focuses on the incredible life of uh, Fanny Lou Hamer and the justices that made her world work essential. So it will be airing during Black History Month and it's actually produced by... Her great niece, Monica Lynn, and Selena Lauderer, and directed by Joy Davenport. And I'm just so excited to see kind of just one of the things I love about talking to older Black people is learning their experiences because it's nothing, mm-hmm. nothing like what our fuck ass history books ever say. <laughs> so, right. like, learning how life was for them hearing the stories of them and their words or the stories that are passed on through her family i i can't wait so yeah and we've had <laughs> we've had miss hamer herself as one of our someone something spotlights before so mm-hmm. i'm really excited about this and yeah, i did not know too. that um i've gotten so far behind on that series <laughs> But I did not know that they were going to be focusing on her. So I thank you for posting that because, yeah, yeah that's amazing. I was like, I I get to my local NPR. And I think because of that, I have access to PBS stuff. So I'm going to go watch, like, the previous stuff in that series. Yeah. But, yeah, I cannot wait to, you know, just to hear the stories in her words. Um, I always say both, like, as a Nigerian and as American, a lot of the stuff that we've encountered are not written down anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I just love just like cozying up to an old person and learning, yeah. you know, like what their experiences were like, you know. Yeah, I think about oh. that and I think about the stories that, you know, I grew up hearing because I, mm-hmm. my great great, I had two great great grandmothers who. Mm-hmm. Lived to see me, you know, like mm-hmm. I was in the fourth grade when one died and the sixth grade when another died so mm-hmm. old enough for me to get to know them 
And just to hear mm-hmm. those stories and things they talked about, even with my great grandmother, even with my granny, it's like, and that's a part, <laughs> it's a good thing because it's necessary, but it's also a part of like our trauma that we have mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you were taught very young to watch out for this and watch out for that when you're just mm-hmm. a little kid. But yeah. those stories are important. And I'm so, I don't know. I'm so excited. I like when PBS does good coverage, but in general, I'm so excited about all the new stories I'm seeing specifically mm-hmm. on Amazon mm-hmm. on prime. They're doing a good job of covering a lot of um, just untold stories. Yeah. And I, I'm okay with stories. I hate when it turns into these kind of like trauma fetish kind of movies, like 12 Years a Slave and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I know it was traumatic, but at the same time, there's just certain ways that I prefer it to be heard. But, um, by the way, I did, <laughs> for Black Friday, I did an ancestry test, so I'll let you know <laughs> what my ancestry is. <laughs> Okay. In two weeks. Okay. <laughs> we shall see what it is. I I don't know. <laughs> I was just saying I need to do another one because my mom and I did twenty three and me, but I want to do ancestry because mm-hmm. I think it's it's more specific. Mm-hmm. And it's more accurate. In my mind, I feel like I'm doing a service to giving them my Nigerian DNA so they'll stop like I have a whole bunch of friends that are not black and they're like hey I was a little bit Nigerian and then two weeks later they're like no they took that away from me so I'm trying to strengthen their DNA pool (laughs) in my mind it's weird Um, (laughs) but um so we're gonna go ahead and move along to our poor life decision Alrighty, we're super excited to have a super awesome guest for the podcast. Um, her name is Alicia, and she is the podcaster from Millennial Thoughts. Um, if y'all don't know, yay, thank you. <laughs> if y'all haven't noticed, it's the holidays, and so you know, it just feels like the the budget, the the pocketbook getting a little tight. And it's mm-hmm. like, how am I supposed to spread joy to all the children of the world with this two dollars? <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to talk to Alicia a bit about financing, but also just about you know Christmas and you know how we gonna spend our coins the best way. But first, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and introduce her. So Alicia, can you uh, briefly tell us about you and your pod? Uh, yes. Yeah, so my name is Alicia. Um, I've been podcasting for about three years. My podcast is called Millennial Thoughts, and I talk about all things that they did not teach you in school. So mm-hmm. I do a little bit of um, finance, little travel, life after grad. I talk about like a whole bunch of different things. Um, during the pandemic, money was very important. So I talked about it then and talked about like uh, police brutality and different things like that. So just things that we go through as an adult that I don't really hear us talk about. And so I started a podcast to talk about that. Mm. that is super great I feel like yes. there's so much that I just don't know as an adult there's so much for a while there's so much I just said this to somebody the other day it's like yeah I'm really great at like my professional life I don't know mm-hmm. anything about adulting 
So Personally, I need, yes. I need you, Alicia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, masking game yes. is on fleek, but mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. real life, I don't know. I feel like one of those, like, you know, in the cartoons where they'll have like the little cartoon characters stacked up in a coat to try to look like yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. 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 yes, yes, I know what you're talking yes. about. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Yes. Every day. <laughs> That's fine. Um, okay, so tell us a little yes. bit about your journey with money and things finance. Have you like always like as a kid, like if somebody mm-hmm. gave you a dollar, did you just like spread it out for like three months or okay, so yeah, but like, y'all want my <laughs> y'all want my background, y'all want me to start from childhood. Right, um, go ahead. Yes. So honestly, from childhood, I learned about money. I necessarily didn't learn the um, hard way. So I don't know if I would necessarily, I guess, looking back, I would say I was privileged, but I didn't know growing up that I was privileged like that. Because um, when I was in elementary school, like my dad and um, gave us allowance. So he was like, you need to learn how to clean. So he gave us allowance. And then he was like, okay, um, you have allowance. Now you got to pay your tithes. My dad was a minister. So yeah. I had to pay my tithes. And so then he um, opened us up a bank account. And so I learned very early on about money and like saving. And we even had like a Christmas fund. And he was like, okay, you can use this money for your Christmas fund. You like use your money to um, buy this. And I don't like spending money. I like to keep my money. So, you know, I wasn't buying everything, you know, <laughs> I was trying to get from everybody else. So I was like, nah, I'm trying to keep my money. So actually I really learned at a young age about saving. And I feel like that's how I have such a good savings, um, like not necessarily account you know because things happen but like I have the knowledge of (laughs) knowing how to save and different things like that so yeah yeah. and then um just like going older like I would get a job like I had a job in middle school but it's like you know like babysitting so I'll just take that money save a little bit and then in high school of course like I got a real job I would save money I would spend money um but I'm more of like a saver then type of spend type of person if I don't have any bills, you know, but growing up, getting older, like after college and stuff like that, learning how to save your money to pay all the bills and stuff like that is definitely a challenge. And it's like something that you're constantly learning how to budget more. Uh, so I would say that truly when I was younger, I wasn't a budgeter. Like I would spend money, like I would spend money crazy, but I had the money. So now getting older, it's more like, okay, like, let me budget more. Let me know where my money is going. Cause before I didn't have bills, I didn't really care where my money was going. Cause I'm like, well, I'm gonna get some more money and I don't got to spend a thousand dollars in rent, you know? So yeah, that's a little bit of my money journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think one of the things that just out of my peer neurosis, <laughs> I never mm-hmm. like paying like rent out of one check. So I've, I've always <laughs> saved my rent. Like every mm-hmm. paycheck I save half of my rent. And so I didn't even realize that was a good thing until I was talking to somebody. They're like, yeah, that's actually pretty good. So you're not like struggling for half of the month. <laughs> that is okay. what I did. Um, that's actually what I started doing on my first job. But then my newest job that I got, I only get paid once a month. So that was Same definitely here. a struggle for me. So having a social, I'm like, oh my gosh, like anything happened. I'm scared. I'm nervous mm-hmm. because I don't get that second check. I can't save it like that. So mm-hmm. it took some I did years for me to adjust. Before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. well put some prayers in the, <laughs> in the world for me because I'm just starting so I'm trying to adjust my mentor um she's really good with money and she was just like you should start oh so I got a mentor or whatever and we talk about money and so she was like you should just start saving like little by little because I used to just save in bulk like I'll get some money and I would save it like um when you know you got like residuals like I would say like two thousand dollars like a thousand dollars I didn't really know how to 
save small. But then when I was talking to her, I was like, yeah, now I only get paid once a month. She's like, but that's good. Like it is a mindset. I'm like, okay, that's good. You get all your money in the first month. You get it. You know what you're doing. You don't got to plan a little bit. Like you ain't got to like, oh, I got to wait to pay this bill. Like just pay your bills, get it done. And then the rest of the money is for you. So I I do think that kind of is a mindset. And I kind of like, now I'm training myself. I'm like, okay, let me get all my money at once. But my dad, he was in the military. They got paid once a month too. So he talked about that too. He was like, yeah, get paid once a month, get all my money. And I'm like, okay, I could do this. I could do that. So, you know, just how you look at it. I grew up in a once a month paycheck household as well. My granny was a teacher. And so I I'm, I was used to that. So yeah, it, it still was an adjustment, especially mm-hmm. like if you get paid like that December going into January, mm-hmm. because you get that check and it's like, oh, I got money. And, <laughs> and, but you bought mm-hmm. Christmas gifts out of that check. Like it was hard. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. the first, um, my first two years working on my mm-hmm. own, I know my mom had to pay my rent in January. And by that third year, she was like, you go get it together. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, okay, you get that holiday pay. You get the same. You be like, dang, hold up. I ain't saved for this. Right. I, ain't, I ain't saved for all this. But growing up, I necessarily didn't know that I lived in a house that only got paid once a month. But right. granted, I didn't know any about that. I didn't know nothing about paychecks. I just knew I was in my house and I was in my room. <laughs> <laughs> getting told to turn the lights off mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm like okay I don't I don't want no lights on <laughs> so yeah exactly a, I look at these Christmas lights I keep forgetting to turn off and I'm like how high is my bill gonna be because you know <laughs> the African-American urge told us don't have these lights on all the time and I'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> And they started at Thanksgiving and I, and this one house is decked out and they got all the stuff in the front yard and stuff. I'm like, oh, I know that bill about to be high. Someone's like, they save all year for it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I like to be minding on other things than lights for two weeks. I know that's <laughs> real. I yeah. know that's real. Okay. But they be looking nice though. But it's uh-huh. my house. <laughs> it's a problem. Anyways. <laughs> Delicious a grand do it. That's my problem. Anyways, mm. so um, so I budget kind of like I diet. I'm very mm. inconsistent with it. Some days mm-hmm. I wake up at two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I gotta get my financial life together. And so I download like three budget apps and then I get overwhelmed, especially um when it's one of those like every dollar kind of budgets where they mm-hmm. like budget every dollar you make, and I'm like, I, I don't want to. This is stressful. But Mm-mm. um can you just tell us about how you budget and kind of what tips you use to stay the course financially? Yes. So beyond popular belief, I used to not budget until like last year. (laughs) I I don't got budget. I don't got a budget. But the way that I kind of stay afloat is like, I know how much my rent is. I know after your bills come, like how much my electricity is, how much um, like gases and stuff like that. So I just take all that into account. I'm like, okay, this is how much I need for the month. And it's like, then I don't penny pinch. So I, no, not saying I don't penny pinch, but like after I pay all my bills, then it's like, okay, I have this free money. But I would say that I got um, a journal. My mom gave me one and it was like, girls like to have funds or whatever. So I like wrote yeah. down all my stuff and so I can <laughs> see it. And so I'm like, okay, this is how much money goes here. This is how much money goes here. So when I did have those two paychecks, I would say like a hundred or 200 for one paycheck. But now that I don't, I'm like, um, adjusting and so I really just did like a budget I'm like okay so now my bills are this much I write it out I get paid once a month let me pay all my bills first 
And I also think that budgeting does look different. So, you know, like there's like the 50, 30, 20 rule. There is the um, zero base rule. Like there's different budgets, but I just try to say like, it's a money plan. So it's like, whatever your money plan is for you, that's how you want to do it. If you want to use cash envelopes, I just started implementing cash envelopes because I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll be spending too much money <laughs> when I be going places. Living in Atlanta, they be trying to get you to go here, get you to go here. I be like, hold up now. I got to <laughs> get a couple of dollars for that. So I incorporated cash envelopes. Um, I'm still working on my emergency fund. Uh, so it's just like different ways how I dabble and knowing that like anything can happen. Um, also keeping up like that six month emergency fund is really, really important to me. Knowing that I want to move again is really important to me. So it's like saving that money for that. So I include that in my money plan slash budget. So I know like that will come up. And so that's kind of like, how I budget, like knowing what I want to do. Um, like if I know a trip is coming up, I'm like, okay, well, how much is this? I'm like, okay, the flight is this. Okay, so let me get the flight. Okay, then let me get the hotel later. You know, you can get your hotel when you pay for it. So just trying to map all that out when I do plan to do things. Mm-hmm. So I guess mm-hmm. I kind of, um, we can to another question. I know we kind of <laughs> talk about, you know, our income is our income, that it's not going to double anytime soon. <laughs> But um, wow. other, <laughs> I was going to say, are there other ways that you uh, mm-hmm. suggest that, you know, we kind of get our little side hustle on, get some like, you know, money into our rotation when we do, mm-hmm. do things like go on trips? Yeah. Well, God is good because um, I needed some more money and the Lord gave a raise to my position. So I'm like, how Amen. 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 Wait, let's, 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 let's go ahead and give a praise. Yes, praise a man to hell, girl. I know that's right. Thank you, Jesus. Girl. Okay, so a ram in a bush. I'm telling you. Okay, <laughs> so we gotta thank you for the braids. Okay, but for side hustles, <laughs> I would say that actually during the pandemic there was so much money I lost I didn't even know. But during the um, pandemic is when I started doing DoorDash and I started doing Postmates, and I was like, wow, like this is the money, you know, because um, there was really nobody hiring, nobody was working, but people still wanted some food, so um, DoorDash and Postmates, delivery services are really, really good if you have a reliable car and a reliable phone. Now, if you don't have a reliable car, now they do have it, like Uber lets you rent cars and stuff like that, so if you feel like uh, you have um, enough, like, I don't know like if you have enough things in the area that wherever you live that you can rent your car because you still got to pay them for it but it might come out to um being a you know a good side hustle if you can make your money back so I would say those are definitely good delivery services and then um also I would say that <laughs> if you are good in like uh, creating stuff if you're good and even content creation like all making like digital products are really really good right now being like a graphic designer like designing stuff for people like photography like all those passion projects figuring out what you're passionate about figuring out what you like and what skills you can do and I mean YouTube is definitely free so picking the maybe a skill that you have even if you like to write you can become a copywriter that could be on the side so thinking about what skills you have that you might utilize even in your job so if you are a grant writer, now I'm not saying illegal stuff, but if you're a grant writer, <laughs> knowing that you have that skill to write, I'm not saying to right. write grants about the people, but you know, you can might write a little uh, <laughs> a paper or something like yeah. that for somebody. Um, so just looking at what skills you have and using that, utilizing that for your side hustle. Mm-hmm. 
So I um, do have a podcast. And so I do talk about side hustles a lot. So like I started an academy to help people with their side hustles. So I'm like, I know I'm good with creating. I know I'm good with putting programs together. So let me implement this. And so if you are good, even if you're good at talking, you could do voiceovers. Like you could do so many different side hustles. You can create a journal. You can create a planner. And that's all within Canva right there. So I would say find something that you like, find something that you're passionate about. And then make that your side hustle to get some more money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially as a millennial who graduated in a recession, I'm always team side hustle. So (laughs) definitely to get some extra money for Christmas presents or trips. I'm on the trips part. Okay. (laughs) No Christmas presents. Nobody gets I bought a house. This is your Christmas present. I don't know. Okay. Come enjoy it. By the way, I just realized I forgot to ask you, what are you drinking tonight? I know. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) They don't ask that question. I thought they did. (laughs) I am drinking hot chocolate. It is my favorite drink in the wintertime, sometimes in the summertime, but it's my favorite drink in the wintertime to just feel cozy. You know, it's cold outside. Just have something warm. Yes. I got Mm -hmm. a, as a little Christmas gift, someone bought me one of those hot chocolate bombs yes and that was my first one which mm-hmm. i love hot chocolate so i can't believe i've never bought myself one before but i tried it this weekend and i like to drink my hot chocolate and just let it lull me to sleep mm-hmm. and then we had thunderstorms and the thunder woke me up mm-hmm. but <laughs> but but, it was but the hot chocolate was it. good it was good they had nice real marshmallows on the inside mm-hmm. like yes Yes, I had a hot chocolate bomb too. It was so good. You know what really makes me upset is when I go to McDonald's and try to get the hot chocolate. I'd be like, oh, we don't have it yet. How y'all ain't got it yet? It's too cold outside for y'all not to be having hot chocolate. I thought it was year round. It's not. And that's how they be getting me because, side note, in the summertime, I love slushies. So one time I tried to go to get a slushie, they're like, that's only in the summertime. I mean, dang, it just turned uh, fall uh, last week in October. So they're not all year round. It's so sad, mm-hmm. honestly. Why are they doing seasonal things at McDonald's? Right. They I have no idea. They're doing, they're doing seasonal <laughs> thing at McDonald's. They're doing seasonal thing at Wendy's. I don't know if they're lying or if it's a pandemic. But I was so <laughs> furious. I was like, I'm about to open up me a slushy and hot chocolate bar. You know what? That's they did change. They changed a lot of rules for the pandemic because all of a sudden, breakfast wasn't 24 hours. And I was like, mm. what do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. like what are these new rules <laughs> i don't like I, them <laughs> i did buy a hot chocolate bomb for the pod um trying to figure out what i can make this boozy and mm. with it so probably my rum chata <laughs> mm. but i'll let y'all know when i figure it out <laughs> I, okay, didn't, yes. I didn't add anything to this one since it was my first one and i wanted to know mm. like what it tastes like by itself so mm-hmm. yeah do you use water or milk milk for me it depends um sometimes milk makes them super sweet and i don't like it that that sweet Mm -hmm. but i like the texture that milk gives it because i like it to be Mm -hmm. i like it to be creamy and thick yes Mm -hmm. but i don't like it super sweet so it just kind of depends yeah i only do water like if i don't have milk but i got some milk and i was like okay i'm gonna use hot chocolate but yeah yeah you're gonna be mm-hmm. ready for a nap yeah. <laughs> time for bed after this yeah <laughs> yes wind down yes okay so i guess the last question we had um and i kind of referenced this before 
the huh? holiday is coming and yes. that is when we break the bank so yes. what are some tips to help us to have a good holiday season without having a sad january <laughs> without having a sad january yes well um how people say that you should definitely practice no because there is a lot of things that are happening in December. People want to do Christmas. They want to do Secret Santa. They want to go on a trip or they just want to have like movie night, different things like that. Ice skating. There's so much going on. So saying no to you and your budget so that you can have some money is the first thing. But then also knowing that like it's knowing that it's coming up. So planning. So if you do have a planner, like Putting that in your putting that in your budget, like okay, I need some extra money. Start doing your side hustle now. If you want to do DoorDash, if you want to do ships, photography, or anything like that, starting that now. So you have the extra fifty dollars, extra twenty dollars, extra forty dollars to be able to do those events that you want to go to. And mm-hmm. then also, um, I'm all for bringing everybody together. So I'm like, what? Why don't you have something at your house? Then bring everybody to you if you want that. Then you ain't gonna spend so much money. Mm-hmm. finding alternatives to not spending as much money is actually a good um suggestion to like a good idea i think if you want to have a movie night have a movie night inside <laughs> yeah you don't i have actually to had a virtual that. movie night last mm. week with my mm-hmm. friends of course yeah. we're not nearby each other but a virtual christmas movie yeah and, uh, <laughs> virtual christmas party yeah bring your pajamas and turn on the zoom yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. okay so yeah, just like um, being more creative so that you don't break the bank because we don't want you going out there trying to buy this, buy that. And then on January, you trying to ask somebody for a GoFundMe for your rent. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so yes, definitely I would say side hustle, side hustle. Um, but also like planning and just being prepared for it. So like I know now, well, you know, since that um, I do work in higher education, you know, you get those two weeks off, but I'm like, okay, I get those two weeks off. Well, I'm about to just go do some DoorDash, some some side hustle, some DoorDash, some shit, so that I can get that extra money to go to these events that be skyrocketed high because it's about to be New Year's. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that's how I know I'm doing it. And I'm putting the schedule together. I know I want to do some extra things. So I'm like, okay, what times can I do DoorDash? What times can I do shit? What times can I maybe work on some projects to, um, you know, bring in some extra money? So if you have some days off, that you're like already getting paid for for your vacation use those days to make some extra money and that's your side hustle money right there mm-hmm. that is so very real <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> all right chris do you have any additional questions um i don't have any additional questions but as alicia was speaking i was really thinking we probably should like bring her back like mm-hmm at the beginning of the year or earlier in the year so she mm-hmm. can tell us how to plan our year out for our money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yes, not. I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, it sounds like a lot of what you do is just not be sporadic. Like you do a lot of planning. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. I am sporadic. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, so I should be planning more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh. definitely. Oh, Go ahead. What were we- Oh no, I was gonna say definitely planning. And so that's, that's funny that you said it because I was like, honestly, um, I probably, I already thought about like even going on a trip or doing something like that, like in October or September. So I'm like, I'm already planning, putting money away for that already. Now I did want to go on a trip, but then when I seen the tickets was $500, I was like, okay, I don't want to go there no more. (laughs) But yes. So I do think it, um, boils down to like planning out more 
and knowing like when those um, holidays are, when you're going to get paid. So I think that is a better routine. And so then it doesn't come up. So like how I was saying earlier, when I was younger, we did get Christmas um, like money or whatever, but it was like, okay, I could put money away. Like, even if it's $20 a check, even if it's $50 a check. So then when I get to that October, November, I have like three or 400 that I make and spend on a ticket right there. So it definitely is about planning early and um, not being so sporadic, but not that I'm not sporadic at all, but like <laughs> planning early and just knowing like what you're going to use your money for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Speaking of planning, I'm very impulsive, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to buying stuff, especially when I'm sad. Mm-hmm. So I know a few months ago, I was sad and I bought a sewing machine. <laughs> I have not taken it out of the box. Um, do you ever have those moments where you're like, okay, I just want to buy this? Like, how do you talk yourself down when it's something that you weren't even planning on buying, but it just hits you? <laughs> um, I think like I shopped like a lot, a lot, a lot when I was in college and stuff like that. And I just feel like I switched it around. I did see something on YouTube, so I can't take the credit for this, but I think like a quarter or something like that. And it was like, if you want something, look at it take a picture of it and then like just leave. And then three days later, if you want it, then go back and get it because, and then three days you might forget about it and you really didn't want it. So I would say use that. But for Mm -hmm. me, um, I'm always thinking about like the bigger picture. Like, okay, do I need this right now? Like I went and bought some boots because I didn't have no boots. Like I moved down here and I didn't go shopping for forever. Like I just didn't go. So I'm like, okay, I need these boots. And so it's like, what do I need and what do I want? And so when I get sad and stuff like that, um, I stay away from going shopping so I don't end up spending 200 300 and so when it comes to like impulse buying I don't think I do it as much anymore I think I was just doing it because like oh I have the money to do it I have the money to do it but now when I know that like even you know as podcasts like we talk like equipment is expensive like different things like that so it's like I know that I want to save my money to eventually buy a computer buy a camera so I have bigger goals and bigger purchases that I want right now so I'm like I don't want to buy this and knowing that I'm not going to use it. Not like I won't buy a piece of candy because that's a dollar, but like, I'm not going to buy this. Um, you know, I maybe this notebook or something like that. That's $15 that I'm really not going to use. So I really think like, mm, do I want it? And then if I don't know how much it costs, I go up to register. I'm like, how much is this? I'm like, okay, no, I don't want it no more. <laughs> like I wanted these cute tumblers. It was four of them, but it was like $8 and it was like holiday tumblers and they um lit up. But I'm like, okay, I do want them, but I'm like, it's literally like halfway through December after mm-hmm. that. I'm not going to be saying jolly, jolly, nothing. So I'm like, okay, that'll be a waste of money. Cause I only have one more week to uh, take it to work to, for people to see it, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't want to buy it. Uh, so I think just like internalizing, like why you're buying and what you need. And if it's going to break your budget, I think that that comes in with it. Cause um, sadness and it's about different triggers. I don't really like use that word too much, but thinking about triggers that affect you, that make you want to buy that to have like, you know, yeah. making you feel good. So just like finding different outlets, ways to make you feel good when you are sad and not that it breaks your bank and you spend all the money. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my <laughs> suggestion. Sometimes it's just like, it's not like it breaks the bank, but it makes the bank uncomfortable. I have to eat noodles <laughs> after that. Which yeah, I'm trying see? to get, trying to release in my life next year. We're not going to eat noodles because I have a no sad more, one day. <laughs> no more noodles. <laughs> That's funny because I actually enjoy noodles, but I don't know why. 
In college, yeah, they be like, you're going to eat noodles. And I never ate one noodle packet my whole college year. But you know what I did eat noodle packages? When I was on my own and paying rent. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I think y'all got it backwards. I'm not going to be eating ramen noodles in college. I'll be eating ramen noodles when I got to pay my own rent because it's 50 cents and everything else is $5. (laughs) To be fair, my line sister made like the best noodles in college. I was just like, oh, she made it with love kind of like you know <laughs> the crabby patty um yeah. i'm starting to get back into noodles but i had to get it from like the asian stores because i don't mm. know it seems like they have a little bit more love in their packaging i don't mm-hmm. know <laughs> so um okay so i think this is all if chris doesn't have anything and we can move on to our favorite part of the pod Thank you. okay <laughs> The Bayou a drink. Okay. So I want to start with you, Alicia. Who are you buying a drink for today? Oh my goodness. I think I forgot about this segment, but I got to figure out who I'm buying a drink for. Um, <laughs> um, I'll go first and give you some time yeah, to think about it. We'll give you okay, yes, time. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, this week I am buying a drink for uh, the receptionist at my office because I have had some home ownership woes some things I've had to like get fixed and taken care of and she has been so helpful like voluntarily helpful in ways that other people haven't been and it was like oh my god thank you because I don't know how I was gonna figure this out so uh I just want to buy her a drink a matter of fact I'll probably buy her two yes (laughs) (laughs) so I actually said um I said I was actually going to buy them real drinks, but also just want to buy hypothetical drinks for basically my village that has helped me through my home buying purchase process. Mm-hmm. Uh, my realtor, I call, I call and text her all the time. And I was like, what's <coughs> happening? I had several meltdowns. Um, my mortgage girl, she was really great too. And then just all my friends that have been behind me because this is a very long house buying purchase i was supposed to close in july and i closed in december (laughs) but it happened and i'm really excited so buying a drink for everybody who dealt with my meltdowns buy yourself a couple too yes because i am a single black woman homeowner so, yay get some snaps and claps for that one okay um oh my gosh i was like i wanted to buy myself a myself a drink but i don't know if that sounds girl right. no we buy, we buy ourselves drink. drinks all the time okay okay <laughs> i do have to think about how to think about it but i would say i want to buy myself a drink because uh this weekend um well i don't know if i was like feeling like sick or something like that but I like truly just like rested honestly uh last week I think I came off of like a trip or something like that and it was like really hectic like working going back and forth so I was like buying myself a drink because I really like rested of course I did a couple of things but it wasn't like I was like doing like content going here going here doing this so like buying myself a drink for like resting and chilling and like taking a break um that's what I'm trying to learn how to do more because being a content creator, I was explaining and sharing that these last three years, like, I don't know. I never really took a social media break. 
I'm always mm-hmm. doing a blog, a podcast, or a YouTube video, like, and it's overwhelming. I'm like, okay, like, these weeks, like, in December, like, in a little bit, like, I am taking a break. Like, I'm not going to be posting as much. I'm not going to be drowned in the content and stuff like that. So just want to buy myself a drink because it's, like, giving myself grace and, like, knowing that, like, I could take a break. Like, I don't have to really, like, be doing this, doing that, doing that all the time, you know, so... Yeah, I guess I buy yes, just for, myself for putting yourself first. Like that mm-hmm. is amazing because especially as Black women, we just always want to be on our grind, and then then we get sick, and that's what forces us to sit down. So I'm like, okay. let's sit down before we get sick. <laughs> yes, that happened to me though. I really think so. I don't know if it's really, really, really true. True. I don't know how it happened, but like, I had so much content planned in August. That was my birthday month. I had to move and everything. And literally, like, I got sick. I couldn't do nothing. And I got sick with COVID. So I was Mm. down for, like, a whole month. And I was like, okay, Mm. maybe this means, like, I need to rest. Like, I need to not do anything. Mm -hmm. Oh, I couldn't do anything. So I was just like, I have to rest, you know? So I was, like, thinking back on that, I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to get that again. Like, I don't want to get sick again. So it's like, got to rest. Like, got to just take some time off, you know, just to relax and recuperate. Yeah. So... I totally yes. understand that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, Alicia, tell yeah. the people how they can get in touch with you. Tell them about your podcast and where they can listen to it. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, you can listen to my podcast on any other streaming platforms that podcasts are available at. And it is Millennial. It's two L's and two N's. And I do have to say that people listen it wrong and they're able to find it. So, <laughs> two L's, two N's, Millennial Thoughts. On Instagram, it is Millennial Thoughts Pod. Uh, I love to have fun. I love to laugh and do car karaoke. If you like car karaoke, yeah. you can follow me on Instagram at <laughs> Alicia's Adventures. So that's fun. Um, and yeah, so the podcast is just, you know, like about life in general. And I will be taking a break after next week. So come and join me in January for an episode. Because <laughs> there won't be no episodes um, these last couple of weeks, but. Join me back in January and we'll be pumping out the content then. So hopefully y'all enjoy it and hope to see y'all soon. Get it. Enjoy your (laughs) break. Enjoy your friends. Let's just get it. Let's get it. I love it. Thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. We're so happy to have you. Yes. Yes, uh, Thank you. Well, Doyle, tell the people how they can contact us. Okay, we are on the Instagram as Poor Life Decision, One Decision, because we're changing them one at a time. It's also the name of our Etsy page. Check out our new mug that says Auntie Juice, because you know what is in Auntie Juice. It may contain alcohol, and the mug may say that too. Um, (laughs) You can tweet with us and kind of like just chat with us at Twitter and PLD Pod. You can also always email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Tell us some poor life decisions you want us to tackle in 2022. And we're so happy to do that for you. We will do the research and we're just happy to help our people. We're a pod for the people. First of all, I I think I almost like balked when you said 2022. Like, I can't believe it's 2022 already. Uh, uh. Radio keeps saying this is the third year of a pandemic. I'm like, it is. Uh, any anywho (laughs) yes please check out that etsy shop uh cute gifts it's that time of year go ahead hurry up and order them get your secret santa something also (laughs) want to remind you all 
go to your listening platforms, rate us five stars. The others do not work. Leave us a wonderful review. It makes us so happy. And let us know when you leave a review so that Dory can send you a cute sticker. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, and I just want to remind everybody that I know it's getting cooler, but still wear your sunscreen mm-hmm. and drink your water mm-hmm. and be gentle with yourself and be kind to yourself. And take your vitamin D and even just put some light on your face sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like a gremlin. Like, me and night versus me in the day are two different beings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, but anywho, uh, thank you guys. And we'll see y'all next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. We love you. See, yeah, bitches need to drink a Fago. Got time on your hands. You should start a talk show. I don't give no fuck because what do they know? Yeah, you're trying to beat the moves, but you know I stay low. I let the people talk. I let the people talk. I let the people talk. I said I let the people talk. I let the people talk. I let the people talk.